Welcome to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour with Dennis McCord, founder of God Hope Ministries, along with co-host Dr. Michael Bogart, president of Aspects Ministries. Kingdom Talk is where Christ is king, and we are the subjects and citizens of the kingdom of God. Yes, welcome once again to Kingdom Talk Radio, 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. We're here in the luxurious Manchester studios. I have a very special guest. We'll get to him in just a minute. As always, we have uh, many things to talk about. Please pray for Dr. Michael Bogart, my co-host. He's not feeling well today. But uh, we're talking all things kingdom, and we're not shying away from the gospel of Jesus Christ or the scriptures. The word of God, which is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Yes, this is the radio hour where we focus on the kingdom of God. We look at the scriptures regarding what is the kingdom of God and discuss how we function as citizens of the kingdom of God. You can join us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Just type in Kingdom Talk, Talk. You can reach us on our email at kingdomtalk at gmail.com. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, we have a very special guest today, and that would be our very own Peter Tellian. He's the, a missionary to Armenia and the Middle East. Peter, it's such a privilege to have you here on the show today. Thank you, Dennis. And uh, we're looking forward to discussing what your perspective is, Peter. Now, you've been in Armenia. You've been working over there uh, full-time for how many years now? Uh, it's almost a decade. Oh, gosh, I was going to say eight years. So so that's amazing and in and of itself. And uh, so... Now, uh, Peter, you understand uh, what the kingdom of God is. You, you know, tell us what what is what, when you hear that term "kingdom of God." What does that mean to you? It means uh, whatever Jesus is doing. Come on, and I, Jesus goes before us in all things. Yes, He does. And so, when we wonder, we look at Him. We look at what He did, what He's doing, and that's the kingdom. Jesus is the kingdom, isn't He? Jesus. Jesus is he says, "If I, by the finger of God, do cast out devils." then the kingdom of God has, has, has come to you, right? So Jesus is the kingdom, and uh, we see that he said that uh, um, the kingdom of God is in your midst, in the midst of you. So, so that's Jesus. When he was there, he brings the kingdom, doesn't he? And he says, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. I mean, it's, it's right here. Mm. It's within reach. Uh, and when we reach Jesus, when Jesus reaches us, we are in the kingdom, aren't we? Amen. And so, um, and so to be able to really understand that's so important, Peter, as you know, because there's so much turmoil going on in our world, in America, uh, in Armenia. There is so much upheaval. There is a tossing to and fro by every wind of doctrine, the slide of men in cunning craftiness, where they ba- whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Ideologies that are causing people to question the very foundations of their lives. And, geez, you know, is, is uh, America founded on racism, uh, you know? Is Christianity true? Is it a white religion? You know, all these ideas, CRT and BLM and all these, you know, acronyms, you know. <clears throat> so so when we when we recognize that Jesus is the kingdom, we're on solid ground, aren't we? Yeah. Tell me more. Um, no, I wanted to say that, you know, it's a given that there's going to be turmoil. Mm-hmm. That's the default. Mm-hmm. In the world, you will have trouble. Yes. But take heart. I've overcome the world. That's, That's right. The kingdom. Is it overcoming, right? Yes. Uh, the default is turmoil. The default is conspiracy. You know, we, we, we say, oh, there's conspiracy theories. 
Well, I have news for you. That's the default, actually. Rumors. We should expect conspiracies because yeah. Psalm 2. Am I right? Yes. They sit, the kings of the earth, they sit and they conspire. Wow. They conspire against the Lord and his anointed. So we shouldn't be surprised. In fact, we should expect conspiracy theories. It's not, oh, hey, uh, here's someone that thinks something uh, uh, quirky. Um, well, actually, there's a lot of quirky things going on. So, you know, I, I understand there's things that we we, we are, are in left field. Uh, but the scripture says those in high places, they're always conspiring. They're mm. always conspiring. Wow. And God give us wisdom to live in this day and age. Yep. That's not any different from any other day and age where there's always conspiring. There's always turmoil. Now, there's, it says that evil men shall grow worse and worse. Okay. It says, behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise. So, yes, conspiracies have always been around. There's always been division, lies, fake news, whatever you want to call it. Okay. But, but we do see an increase of it, don't we? Yeah, and in as much as there is an increase in it, that's as much as we need Jesus to kiss the sun. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And so, so the thing is, um, when we look at what's going on, we see, talk about conspiracies. Jesus said that there shall be wars and conspiracy of wars, right? There should be wars and rumors of wars. Uh, and as you uh, mentioned in Psalms 2, that the, the kings of the earth, they conspire together. And so all the more reason to, to get a hold of the Lord Jesus Christ and to build our lives on the rock, not on the shifting sands of cultural, uh, you, know, um, you know, ups and downs and shifting ideologies. And, uh, and so, uh, yes, that, that is so important. And the gospel shines forth that much more powerful, doesn't it, in the context of division, turmoil, tribalism, nationalism, rising up, nations rising against nations, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We want to talk about the work that the Lord has been doing in Armenia and and, and surrounding nations, enemy nations, uh, through you. Mm -hmm. Okay. By the way, I love that. You 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 ever notice this, Peter, and and those listening in here, um, that at the end of chapter 14, when uh, Paul is coming back with Barnabas from his first missionary journey, He went back and gave a report to Antioch, and it says they told them everything that the Lord had done, so they gave glory to God, but it says with them. Mm -hmm. So we are are co-laborers, synergos in the Greek. Mm -hmm. We're co-laborers with Christ. Isn't that amazing? That's a crazy thought. It's, It's amazing to think about. And then it goes right into chapter 15 of the book of Acts, and it says that Paul, when he was brought before the council, he was there, he stood up, Peter... You know, it's there and James and it's the Jerusalem Council, Acts 15. And it says that Paul told the, the council there all that the Lord had done with him in the Gentiles mm. and so in the nations. And so the way I feel these days is despite of me. There you go. That's the way I feel these yeah. days. I, yeah. I used to think, you know, oh, you know, the Lord has a great co-worker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not so much. Well, you know, but, he, he, but he's despite of me. In, in spite of us, he does. But he does uh, collaborate. He wants to work through us, and that's all of us who are listening in to Kingdom Talk Radio here at uh, uh, KXEX fifteen fifty 
Kingdom Talk Radio here, that uh, we are all called to be those citizens of the kingdom. God wants to use us as agents of the kingdom to advance the kingdom. Now, uh, we don't shy away from reading the scriptures here in Kingdom Talk Radio. So you mentioned Psalms 2. Let's take a look at this. Why do the nations rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings, the rulers of the earth, set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. They conspire together against the Lord and against his Christ. That's his a anointed. given. That's, that's a, a given. given. That's, 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 what's, that's what's promised here. There's, there's, <laughs> there, there, we take all the promises of God, right? right. <laughs> and so the thing is, there's a clash of kingdoms, isn't there? And there has been, and there will uh-huh. be. Until our Lord returns. And what do they say? They say, well, it says, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from. We don't need the word of God. We don't need the church. Mm-hmm. We don't need the principles of Christ. Mm-hmm. We'll govern on our own for our own self-advancement, ad- our own aggrandizement. Leaders will advance them in, in, a, in a political way for their political also, expediency. It's too old-fashioned, too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know. And then it says, uh, it says here, he that sits in the heavens, hallelujah, shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy, the king of the kingdom. Jesus Christ, the king of the kingdom has been set on his holy hill. We've come unto the church. It says we've come into Mount Zion, the city of the living God. Yes. He's not intimidated. (laughs) <laughs> he's really not intimidated yeah and i think a lot of us even in the church we yeah. look at the news too much oh my god we get Don't. we start to feel a a sense of um defeatism we start yeah. to feel a sense of uh hopelessness yeah uh but you know like god is not intimidated jesus is sitting enthroned above it all yeah okay and of course they're all doing it Mm-hmm. They're all, you know, making their moves, but it it, it says that it's not just that he's not intimidated. He says that he laughs, you know, at the child's games. Yeah, I don't know. We don't do that so well. I, I the way that I the, when I see the the feeds, mm-hmm. I see a lot of we. I feel like we are intimidated. I feel like the church My is gosh. feeling sometimes intimidated. Lord help us, because the thing is, it's always going to be there anyway. No, that's no, that's exactly right, Peter. And they're uh, always going to be picketing. They're always going to have their yeah. What is it? Signs. Yeah, yeah. Protesting. They're all. It's always going to be there. Yeah, and, and we're not victims because of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, so that's the thing, uh, Peter. Is that there's there's always going to be like like you quoted there in in John uh, sixteen. You know, in the world you shall have tribulation. There's a promise right there, right? But he doesn't leave it there, does he? Yeah. But be of good cheer. Be of good courage. Uh-huh. Good courage is really the good translation there. Uh, I have, he says, I have overcome the world. Okay? In me you shall have peace. Yeah. Okay? In the world you shall have tribulation. In me you shall have peace. Be of good cheer, courage. I have overcome the world. So our Lord sits in the heavens and laughs. He's not intimidated. Neither should we. And by many, you know, victories and affirmations, you shall enter the kingdom, Right. <laughs> Much and by many donuts and <laughs> right parties. No, by much tribulation, and uh, oh. I, I I think that we're in the throes of that now. I mean, uh, we see this increase in Matthew twenty four talking about. And we're going to get to the work you're doing here in just a minute, but uh, it's important for uh, those of us uh, that are believers to be encouraged, encouraged, encouraged. You know, full of faith and confidence. 
in light of all of the challenges that we're facing today in society, I mean, Peter, I don't know if you know the level of turmoil that's been happening here in America, in California, with regards to the schools and, and the, the the vaccines and the masks and, and, and BLM Inc. and CRT and all of these things that have been happening, all these ideologies, uh, leftist ideology, Marxism. I'm just telling you, Marxism and socialism is is, is is on the rise, unfortunately, but so is the Church of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to shrink back because when Paul says to Timothy and to all of us to, to, to refute uh, 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 false teaching, that isn't just, you know, uh, theology. There are ideologies, there are doctrines of demons that are creeping into the church. It's not just society. There are churches that are embracing leftist ideology. And so... We, we need to address these things. It's not our, our main focus, but we shouldn't shy away from them as well. So what kind of perspective have you had in Armenia over these, really the last year and a half, but last two years? What, what are you seeing on the news? Uh, are you, you know, I'm just curious how you're viewing what's going on, you know, uh, in America, you know, over the last, yeah, you because know, you, you're, just, you're just here in town now. You've been, you've been over there for, for almost 10 years and you, come back periodically but the last time you were here was what two or three years ago yeah right so so what was your perspective and what you know and what is it now well you watch it from afar and sometimes when you look from afar it's actually even more dramatic than if you're that's sitting, true you know in the chair here but <clears throat> oh i mean i'm american actually i mm-hmm. was born here yeah My you sound armenian by here. the way you got an armenian accent now no, no. <laughs> i have a <clears throat> I, I have I've living overseas. I've learned two languages, uh, and and I. Do you I, still speak in tongues? Yeah. Okay, so just making sure that would be the fourth. Okay. Uh, but I. <laughs> uh, we had a. <clears throat> I I see what's going on from afar. Again, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I probably follow too much as well, but um, you know, and we don't we're not we're not exempt of our problems there. I think that you probably we're, look at the news there. We're going to get into that. Now, when you say So fall, I probably feel sorry for you. You probably feel sorry for me. Well, there you go. And I come here, and, and I actually— We can I, commiserate now. We can feel sorry for each other. Yeah, we will have our <laughs> pity party after the show, but uh, this is supposed to be hopeful. That's right. <laughs> Let's stay focused on that. So we, I, I look at it, and I go, man, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I love America— but I felt a little bit shy being American these days, I actually, bet. which it feels really unpatriotic and, and sad to say. But um, I'm glad for my other citizenship, although I am very thankful and grateful for my American citizenship. It's given me much, given me much. And I brought a lot of that with me overseas. There you go. And it has been, I think it's been a blessing and it's been, uh, you know, good for those nations as well. I mean, it brings, there's good things, bad things, but... uh, uh God has worked through the weakness in every nation, mm-hmm. you know, that we may be a part of. Don't be shy of where you come from. I meet people from countries that, you know, there are some of the weakest passports on the planet. Mm-hmm. And they are just so ashamed of the nation they're from. Well, I think that the current governments and the current pol- politics, they don't define our identity and our root. Come on. You know, and that's secondary identities. Of course, we all understand that the kingdom of heaven is our first identity, but they are. They have given us much, and, and we don't have to be shy. Uh, we can hold up the principles and the things that actually make 
it what it is. Even if today we're saying, hey, I don't feel like I'm grasping for what is concrete and what is the value. Yeah. What are the values of my nation, whether it's America, whether it's some of these other nations? Mm-hmm. No, what are the things? What are those things? You know, one of the things that we've been, we think about in, in, in Armenia, where I live right now, is what is the redemptive calling and gift of Armenia? Why do I say redemptive? Because you're a kingdom citizen. Yes, but it's the calling and gift, whether we realize it or not. Right. So it needs the, it's redemptive in the sense God's got to come and he has a calling upon the nation, whether we realize it or not. So a lot of us Armenians, we're walking around, we don't really grasp it. I think the same in America. We don't really grasp what it is God has instilled and called America to, but that doesn't change what God has called it to. You know, and, right. and again, God's not intimidated by it. But like, so one of our, one of the questions I think that we as kingdom people need to answer is what has God placed in the nation? He's given you a personal calling, right? Mm-hmm. That may not be my personal calling. I think the global church has a calling, mm-hmm. right? To make disciples of all nations and to all the things that Jesus commanded to walk that out. Those are across the board. That's the net, that's the global church calling. Yeah. But I think there's another layer that's in between the personal and the, and the global church is the national. National calling. purposes. God national. has purposes for nations, but ultimately we do see all nations turning against you know Jerusalem, against God, ultimately. But in the midst of all of that, there's always a redemptive. Yes, there is. There's always the redemptive element that if we choose to connect ourselves to that, then uh, then we are walking in God's purpose. Well, and I think it's it's important to recognize the virtuous principles in a given nation. Now, like you know, in America, you know, it's largely not exclusively, but largely founded on Judeo Christian principles. Okay, and uh, and it was a confluence of ideas. You know, uh, there there was Enlightenment ideas. There's some Masonic ideas. Uh, uh, you know, revolutionary ideas, French Revolution, and 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 of course the Bible and Judeo Christian principles as well. And there's a lot of good. Uh, that this country uh, has done, and, and a lot of bad that we've done as well, but it's a mixed history. But the bottom line is, is there are virtuous principles within enshrined in the founding documents of our country, and we want to preserve those and stand for those and not be ashamed of those. But but when, you, by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you know, Armenia has really been through a lot the last uh, couple of years with war. There's a war that, that's happened uh, there's been land that's been lost in war. There's people that have been killed and lost their homes. And this all reopens wounds for people from the, the Armenian genocide. Uh, so we need to get into that. And uh, so b- b- before we go there, just recognizing um, that each nation has its has a purpose. But but what's important is is to realize that yes, it's there's a redemptive purpose. But really, it's the church. It's the it's the church that's the redemptive salt, the redemptive light. It's the citizens of the kingdom of God that brings about redemption. God is always the redeemer. He's ever the redeemer in every situation. But he wants to, he does use and wants to use us as citizens of the kingdom of God to be agents of redemption. Is that is that right, Peter? Yeah. Well, you're agreeing with me. Okay, good. I, we I, I was told that I have to. There you go. Well, okay. We go back, uh, friends, we go back uh, quite a few years, and Peter and I always get into these. We'll just call it lively fellowship. <laughs> but um no that's 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 good to hear you know your perspective on that and so like when you would hear about america on the news and things like that and you're embarrassed maybe sometimes even ashamed of america like what would 
what would be the trigger for that? What was some of the news that you heard? Like George Floyd, was it uh, the new president, the old president? I mean, what was it, the, all the above? What, 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 uh, what was uh, hard to swallow or hard to see? In, in felt- oh, I don't know. I think it's just when we are, mm, we're playing with fire and some different things. Yes. And, and I think from there, I think I've been a fish in the pond. From it, Looking from there, I'm a fish out of the pond. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like, oh, wow. You know, I see it's going down a certain direction where I know it doesn't lead to a good place. Playing I live in a former communist country, you know. And, and, there you go. And we, we have a very acute sense of uh, that direction. Wow, yeah. You know, my wife, as you know, Carmen's from El Salvador, and, and there, there was go. a communist war there, and she fled the country, lost loved ones. And when she sees what's going on in our culture, our cult, sure, today, <laughs> okay? I'll be nice. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's speak the truth in love. But uh. Uh, So the thing is, is that uh, when she sees what's going on in our culture, she gets, uh, you know, uh, chills, and they're not warm and fuzzy ones. When she sees what's going on, she sees parallels to what happened in El Salvador. The tribalism, Peter, the division, uh, the the uh, fomenting of racism and hatred of, of classes, the, the, the clash of class and um, people groups. Uh, uh, you know, why do the, 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 the heathen rage, the, the, the kings imagine vain things? I mean, this is all, like you said, this is all the things that have been going on for millennia, but um, so, so in our media, and America is an incredible experiment of freedom. race mixing and freedom and all this. The melting thing. pot. I've traveled in many nations and yeah. I've never seen a nation like America that has so many mixes of, of races actually. And I think that when we are true to ourselves and the values, things don't get agitated right. as, as, as much as they uh, would in other nations if there were the same mix of race. This may be controversial, but we have no America has more mix of race than any other nation on well, the planet. Well, Peter, have you ever known me to shy away from controversy? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to shy away from it here today on Kingdom Talk Radio 1550K XEX, the best talk in town. We're here in the luxurious Manchester studios with Peter Tellian, missionary extraordinaire from. Armenia and surrounding Middle East nations doing reconciliation work, being a agent of the kingdom. We're going to get into some of the details on that, but I do think it's important to 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 really uh, underscore the radical uh, unity that we have in Christ in comparison to what's going on in the world. There is division, and you know, Peter, division is judgment. Look at the Tower of Babel. Okay. All the different languages, and they're spread. A division we see in the Old Testament. We see where the enemies of Israel would come up against Israel, and then they God would send a, a, a spirit or, or a rumor, mm. a conspiracy. God would send a conspiracy, and they would start fighting each other, and then and Israel would just gather the spoils, right? Mm-hmm. So division is judgment, yeah. and 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 so uh, the reality is is that there's a polarization going on, and it's a good thing because. God is separating the sheep from the goats, okay? The wheat from the tares. He is separating uh, the good fish from the bad fish. And so it's going to be so clear who's in the kingdom and who's not in the kingdom. Now, in Armenia, there's been uh, wars and rumors of wars uh, recently. And, um, and, and just tell us a little bit, just 
shortcut paper w- with regards to uh, communism there. Of course, you were part of the USSR. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. All right. And so then broke away into independence uh, 30 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And now um, those uh, powers, those socialistic communist uh, powers are wanting to what, rise up in the country itself. Uh, is that correct? As well as enemy nations around you. Yeah. I mean, can I just say that we were talking about redemptive callings and the redemptive calling on Armenia is strong. Very okay. strong. Uh, on Israel, it's very strong. Mm-hmm. God called Israel millennia ago mm-hmm. to be a blessing to the nations. Very strong. Mm-hmm. What is something that we see in the history of the nation of Israel? Suffering. Mm-hmm. That You know, God's calling is strong, mm-hmm. but and, and, and the enemy would buffet that. The enemy would come against that. The enemy will bring his powers up. God is called to effective, right? Uh, be a witness in the nations. Be a blessing to the nations. And the enemy would seek to, right? How can we say? Undercut. Undercut. Yeah. And so in the nation of Israel, we see throughout the centuries, we see suffering and suffering and suffering. We saw a Holocaust. The greatest suffering, I think, that we've seen mm. Uh in in modern history talk about birth pain yeah and i think in armenia we see the same thing armenia is the first christian nation in the sense of the first nation to say that jesus is our lord and king as a nation when when did they do that? 301 a.d that's a little before 1776 huh a little before this was the first 301 Boy, I love that history over there in, in AD, and and we don't have time to get into how yeah. all that played out, but yeah, it is a amazing. profound, profound history of turning to the Lord, and uh, and so we said Jesus is our King, Jesus is our Shepherd and our Lord, and what happened after that? Suffering. Yes, yes. Now, now it, that history is checkered a bit. You and I have had conversations before, you know, with regards to institutional Christianity and. Uh, really um religion you know creeping in and uh, well, syncretism always, yeah. syncretism and, and state religion and things like that but but still there's always been a a remnant and it always it always kind of teeters on that line right yeah and so and yet the witness is there if you say okay i'm called by we're, we're called by his name okay mm-hmm. that uh that is going to bring with it a stigma a stigma yes. among the nations. And so if we're saying we're identifying with Christ, then we also must identify with his sufferings and his cross. Wow. Now, we have received so much blessing, I believe, uh, and we have been called with a high calling. Uh, but at the same time, we've experienced genocide because of his name. We've experienced war because of his name. Mm-hmm. I mean, three hundred one. That was a lot. That was that was before you were born. You know, and it's also centuries before even Muhammad came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were, you know, we were identifying with, and then Muhammad comes along, Islam, and then we're surrounded by Islam, and uh, we saw the sword of Islam, and we defended our nation at times, and we lost our nation at times. 
I mean, as these are just very broad strokes. No, thank you for that. Especially yeah. if there's Armenians listening in, these are very broad strokes. I realize that, mm-hmm. uh, but throughout the centuries, what we've seen is uh, we've seen a lot of challenge to that calling and to that identification, and uh, we saw a the Soviet come in and uproot Christianity, something that the genocide couldn't do. Actually, I would say. And you think they were successful in uprooting it? You know, they were more successful. More successful than the genocide. Even than the genocide. Right, but and, not, not 100%. There's always been a remnant. Well, what happened is it was about 70 years, which is an interesting parallel to Israel as well. Okay. Because of the 70-year captivity. Okay. You remember that in Babylon. Yeah. And we had 70 years captivity. In the USSR. In the USSR, and then that fell, and... The faith was still close enough that it was uh, reengaged with, though not in the same not in the same way, perhaps. But there were there. God was faithful, even though we were at times not. God was faithful, and and again that tree grew of faith, and there was revival that was uh, poured out in Armenia, uh, even at towards the end of the the Soviet. Now you mentioned you mentioned the stigma, you know, of being a Christian. It's interesting that that word in the Greek is used one time in the New Testament, and Paul says, "From here on out, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the stigma, the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ." And so there is a stigma when we identify with Jesus. And so in Armenia, you're saying that to to, to some degree, maybe to a large degree. Uh, that a lot of the troubles and suffering that's gone on there is because of the identification of Armenia with Christ. I would say the majority of it. Okay. And, you know, it's a separating. It's a separating. Like you said, sheep and the goats. Yeah. It's a separating when you identify with Christ. Yeah. Jesus came, he said, not to bring peace, but he is the Prince of Peace. It's an dichotomy, it seems. But a sword. He came to bring a sword. But a sword and the man's enemies are those of his own household. Now, the thing that was important about that, Peter, in that context there, I think not that I've come to send peace, but a sword, uh, the missionary discourse there, Matthew 10, right? Uh, that that he's, he's, he's talking about they turn against us. It's not that we turn against them. I will turn, you know, father against son, son against father, daughter against mother, mother against daughter. Uh, you know, the, the enemy shall be the, those of their own household, like you said. So it's because when we stand for Christ, and we, we are called to love our enemies, but but our enemies don't love us. And so they turn against us. That's a key important thing that, that we need to recognize. Key. 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 Yeah. Yes, because we have uh, enemies as followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, Armenia. Uh, any, any Christian nation, let's say, any followers of Christ in that region, okay, I know there's this Assyrian community here in California. They experience the same stigma, the same stigma. The Assyrians, genocide, Turlock. There's a lot of people, a lot of Assyrians in Turlock. A lot of Armenians in Fresno, as right. you know. And the thing, and, and here's the thing: the sword has come and it has divided. Right mm-hmm. when we identified, <clears throat> but like you said, Jesus has to come along and he has to say, "Let me give you, you know, the great." The greatest commandment and that which is like it, to love your neighbor. Jesus had to say, love your neighbor, because your neighbor ends up being your enemy. 
But Jesus is there. You go. Gonna leave a witness of the follower, his follower, to love the neighbor, even though the neighbor doesn't love the follower. Mm. And that is the witness that we have as uh, believers that we have the opportunity to. That's so hard to do. Right. Loving our enemies is a supernatural thing. You're listening to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour here on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX every Saturday from 12 to 1. We have Peter Tellian here, a missionary from Armenia and, and Middle East and surrounding nations. Now, uh, Peter, uh, you, you know, you, you went to Armenia almost 10 years ago, uh, and that was on a, close to an anniversary or on the anniversary of your grandfather coming here from Armenia, wasn't it? Yeah. Tell us just briefly, what was it, that, that is amazing how that happened. Well, it is, it is amazing, and it's something that, you know, uh, I, I couldn't have planned. No, you didn't plan this. I mean, no, your grandfather my, my, is my. fleeing genocide, right? Yeah, he's fleeing and in 1913, in the early part of the year. And he January, is fleeing, February. Yeah, and he is fleeing as a young man, leaving a family. You ever met him? Behind, never met. And, Amazing. Uh, and he, is your dad's dad? Yeah, mom's dad. my dad's grandfather. My dad's great-grandfather, yeah, right, right, 1913. Right. Yeah. And he flees. Uh, he was one of eight. And uh, early part of 1930, he flees and he starts to try to organize things stateside to bring the rest of the family over. By the time he got things in order and he starts to try to contact them, it was too late. So he was already here. He was he already flew here. To where in 1930? He didn't fly. He escaped on a ship and uh, and on a, on a borrowed passport. He wasn't, there wasn't a jet back then, was there? At all? <laughs> 1913. Uh, and so he was, he, 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 he managed to get here in New York. And by the time he, he was reaching out to the family, it was too late. Mm. And the Ottomans had already, uh, deported, massacred. We don't know. We never heard. And, uh, and so that story stayed with us, the story of survival really. And, uh, throughout the generations. And it was always something that I grew up with. So he took a ship and he ended up wearing in California? In New York. And then came to California. And then his, his son, my grandfather, came to California. Did they come to the Fresno area or did they come? Do you know where they came? The Bay Area. The Bay Area. They did originally come to the Bay Area. Yeah, wow. the Bay Area. And it was... Uh, in the 20s, maybe? 20s, 30s? 1920s? Uh, I think it would have been a little later than that. Oh, even later. Okay, yeah. Um. So we, so, so I'm a, I, I would be a fourth generation. Is that right? Fourth generation. Wow. Yeah. Here, immigrant. And, uh, and then I start feeling a pull to the motherland. Armenia. Yeah. And old Armenia, where, where my, my, my ancestors don't come from present day Armenia. They come from present day Turkey. Now you're you're a praying man, you know, fasting man. You're 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 you like to eat too. I know that much, uh, but um, but you were seeking the Lord. You were involved uh, in um, you know different uh, expressions of prayer in this Central California area, and you're 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 getting a tug on your heart in the midst of what is God calling you to, right? And- well, that's simultaneous with the tug to to kind of go to my roots, right? In, in, in the Armenian heritage, 
And there's the simultaneous call to the gospel. You could say the mission field. Right. Kingdom work in the nations. Mm-hmm. So those things converge. Converged. Yeah. And uh and that's 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 the the spirit that I went to Turkey with. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, and that's uh that missional mindset. Right. That anointing, that that specific call, that redemptive call that God has for you as a citizen of the kingdom of God to to fulfill the redemptive purposes that have been laid from the foundation of the world that you should walk in now. Yeah, and I didn't know what I was doing, right? Uh, but I think along the way, it became very, very clear. So now when did you actually start heading to Armenia? So that's the thing. So that was uh, that we made plans, and it turned out to be that I would be moving in the early part of 2013. Now this is amazing, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, listening in on Kingdom Talk Radio. So this is... Not something that you looked at the calendar and said, you know, I'm going to plan on 2013 because it's 100 years from when my grandfather came. No, that's just how the how the pieces land as we look at it. But the orchestration and poetry of God, yeah. I think, from the heavenly perspective. You know, we are his poem. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, foreordained unto good works that we should walk there. And that word workmanship in the Greek is poema. We get our word poem. And that's exactly right. So God, in in, in, in writing out uh, the purposes for you and for uh, your yeah. your home your, your your home country, He planned it. You were you're on a plane flying back almost to the day of when your grandfather Could have was left. Yeah, and 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 I was in those kinds of things. You know, I think God loves to do those kinds of things in our lives. Yeah, I don't think we see the half of them, but I think when we do, yeah, we feel His hand and we Absolutely. feel His touch and we feel confirmation. In the times when we doubt, we say, no, God is with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think uh, we make a step in obedience, and I think God always backs us up. Now, when, when we you know we prayed for you and we, the church sent you off and everything, the Holy Spirit sent you off and all of that, you went, you, you went a, a single man, and all of a sudden now you're more than that. What's all that about? Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. You know, it's, it's whoever leaves— Family, lands, all that mm-hmm. worldly for my sake possessions for my sake. Will he not, in the age to come, and in this age, inherit? I think in Luke, it puts that in, and in this age, yeah, uh, many times, family, that. houses, lands, and so I think that's my story. I think that I I I, I left all that, and uh, God. Gave me a family there, and uh, in Armenia actually married a, 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 a um, in Armenia. Armenian national, yeah. Shushan, you have three children. We have three children already now, and a whole new network and a new family. Amazing. I've been blessed in that way. Now, now this is all coinciding with the hundred year anniversary of the genocide, isn't it? As well, and it's very redemptive in that sense as well. So and now, I might add as well that it was exactly a hundred years that I went back, and I also left a family of eight. Wow, you know. So, and then and there's certain thing redemptive in that too. That we had, you know, my great grandfather. He was one of eight, mm-hmm. and m- most all of them. One brother survived out of them. Yeah. Now, was Shushan out at a well, something feeding the camels or something, and you walked up and there she was, and next thing you realized you guys were related? Or how'd that work out? Yeah. Are there camels? <laughs> I don't know. I, I must have missed the camel, camels. 
Yeah, I know, but it was very, uh, it was very, I think, special how all amazing. that played out. But yeah, that's amazing to see that and to hear that. You know, it wasn't any effort that I did on my part. Yeah, God put sure. that together just, yeah. just like with 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 Rachel, right? Yeah, it wasn't any in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So, so then you're there. It's a hundred year anniversary, and um, there's uh, obviously, you know, uh, God's redemptive plan and wanting to bring about reconciliation and opportunity to demonstrate the radical power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which we're not shying away from the gospel here on Kingdom Talk Radio. And if those who are listening in, we have we have many Armenians that, that, that are here in this area. Um, and uh, just those of you that are sitting at home, you're washing the dishes, you're out in the garage, you're washing your car or whatever you're doing. And, uh, and you're listening to Kingdom Talk here, and we're talking about the kingdom of God, and yet you don't sense that you're really a part of that kingdom. You're not a, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. There, there's not a hope that rises up in you when you hear the name Jesus. Well, there's an opportunity even right now as the Lord Jesus Christ calls out to you and says, I love you. I died for you. I died on the cross and shed my blood for you to take your sins and remove them as far as the east is from the west, to wash you clean, to give you a new start, to give you a divine exchange from despair for hope, uh, from, from discouragement to encouragement, from fear to faith. And uh, just call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall find that hope. And you can enter into the, the, the kingdom of God. Just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I put my trust in you as the Savior of the world. I believe you died and rose again. And then uh, receive the Holy Spirit even, even now. Receive the Holy Spirit and receive that hope and that joy and move forward as a citizen of the kingdom of God and find a good Bible church to, to go and be discipled, to learn how, what it is to follow Jesus, to learn uh, the teachings of Jesus and to take up your cross and follow him. So, so Peter, then, uh, with specifics regarding the reconciliation work that you were doing there, what was going on? Is that, was that 2013 as well, where that, where that actual yeah. reconciliation was happening? Well, two, 2015. 15 right, was the centennial. Right? That was the centennial. It's 2015. Okay. A, a, a unprecedented, very interesting work of God began in 2014 mm-hmm. related to reconciliation between Turkish believers, actually. And uh, these are Christian Turks, Turks that have turned to Christ. In right? Armenia? Not in Armenia, in Turkey. In Turkey. Right, so Turks that, that have turned to Christ in Turkey. Are there any Turks that live in Armenia? No. That's amazing. Yeah. And there's not many Armenians yeah. living in Turkey, are there? There are more. Okay. But um, that was in 2014, and, and there were Armenian church leaders that were just opening up their hearts, actually. Mm-hmm. Though painful to these Turkish Christians. And, uh, and, and we saw a lot of very moving and powerful moments. 2014, 2015, uh, 2016, we, we saw these things that God was doing, mm-hmm. and he was bringing uh, one man out of two enemies, right? A new That's man, right. A new one man, new man. A one like new man. Jew and Gentile. Galatians. In Christ, right? Yeah. Because it was it was a work that he, that, that he was doing. Uh by the power of the gospel. And I would say that forgiveness and even loving your neighbor is supernatural. And that's why it's such a powerful witness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you forgive in the flesh? Yes. 
but not as. Can not, you genuinely forgive in the flesh? I think that, that people do forgive, but it's not it's not the level of forgiveness and purity of spirit that we have in Christ through the atonement that He did on the cross. Your enemy. I, I know. I, I well, loving your enemy that's supernatural. I don't. I don't think forgiving that that, your enemy. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I think. Uh, I, I think forgiveness is one of the most powerful testaments to the gospel mm-hmm. because it's not human. It's not fleshly. Yeah. It's supernatural. If it takes. God for something, then it takes God to explain it, and that's why it becomes a witness. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because loving your God enemies and forgiving it. your enemy, I, I, I totally and, agree. And so yeah. I think, isn't it God, if he says, I want to send you as a witness, isn't it God to initiate forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Now, he went before us in all things, Jesus. Yes. In all things. And one of those was the cross, Mm-hmm. And forgiveness. Yes. Where he said, Father, forgive them, uh, for they know not what they do. Now, that's the kicker. Because there's one thing to say, I forgive you, when someone says, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to say, I forgive you, when they are not saying, I'm sorry, and when they're justifying themselves. There's levels of forgiveness, isn't there? And we have, I don't know if there's levels well, of forgiveness. Well, not, not all forgiveness leads to reconciliation. Not all forgiveness mean, leads to a restored relationships. So in other words, you can just because you're forgiving somebody doesn't mean you're necessarily entering into a trusting relationship where you're putting yourself in harm's way. So that that's what I mean by levels. But we're called to forgive. When you stand praying, forgive, Jesus said. And right? Jesus put himself in harm's way as well. Yeah. Now, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Right? There's certain things that we don't need to go near. Yeah. Right? There's certain abusive things. But if it's for the sake of the gospel, Jesus put himself in yes. harm's way for the sake of the gospel. Right. Okay. That's different, yeah. And he let put his safety on the line. Now, I'm preaching to the choir because me as an Armenian and my people as Armenian people, that's the hard part that we that, that's hard for us to get, the for they know not what they do part. So as followers of Christ, we understand the forgiveness, but for but but the Turks sort of land outside. Uh, that for 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 uh, a lot of us, and I you know I know a lot of us in the Armenian community we joke that when Jesus said love your enemy, the Turks didn't exist at that oh, time. Oh right, right. So in other words, for, for in the Armenians' minds, sometimes they're saying, well, that's outside of the realm of what Jesus was asking. It's but it's, it's not. asking too much. It's because, part. It's part of what Jesus is asking. And 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 because because the Turks they don't accept the genocide. Well, now they, they don't accept what they did. They're not saying they're sorry. Uh, and so there's a lot of insult injury going on even to today. Continuing, yeah. And there's the, the enemy is still in our face. But yet you're still called to forgive them, even though they're not repenting of it and they're well, not confessing it as being genocide and such, correct? We're called to, to do what Jesus did, and we're called to follow the steps of Jesus. And, you know, we, just, we said he's the kingdom. And so what he did was he, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. In right. other words, he took the first step. And so, so what would it look like for Armenians to take the first step? Now that is a painful thing to say and a painful thing to hear. Yes. But like you said, we don't shy away. And for me, living in that enemy nation, um, I think that it was a, it was a profound uh, moment for me to experience the gospel, not just share the gospel, not just talk about the gospel, not just identify with the gospel, not just be saved by the gospel, but 
live it out. Experience the live gospel. it out to 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 be a, a disciple of Jesus and follow His lead. Now, forgiving doesn't mean condoning what's done that's wrong. So, so some people no, some people because... have a hard time saying I'm going to forgive my enemy. You know, in this case, you know, uh, Armenia is forgiving Turkish because in their mind they're thinking, well, that that's just letting them off the hook and that's it's it's condoning what they did, and or thinking that that means I have to have a relationship with them and have a friendship with them. It doesn't necess- it doesn't mean that necessarily. Sometimes there will be relationships that are that are spawned from that. But bottom line is is that um, we're called to forgive, and it frees us up, doesn't it? It frees us up as believers as well to 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 walk in the spirit and free to love to to, to love our enemy. We to love our enemy, we have to forgive them first. It frees us. It frees us, and I think that that's a word for any race here in the here in the states here in California. Boy, talk one about race that. to another race, yeah. the other race to that race. Uh, hey, you want to walk in freedom, walk in forgiveness, despite them knowing what they do, because it's going to free you, and it's actually that forgiveness is going to free them. And so pa- I can't. Well, go ahead. No, I just can't tell you how many times that I've seen barriers come down. Yeah. In that moment, you well, know. Well, love is more powerful than hate. You know, forgiveness is more powerful than division and tribalism. And so that is a great example for the racial tensions that are happening in our culture, you know, here today is is what uh, what you're giving the opportunity to do as an Armenian. Now, many people don't understand the level of, of tragedy and the murder that happened, you know, in the genocide there in Armenia in in, in 1915 and, and beyond. In, and, and, and a war just a few months ago, actually. And just briefly, what happened in that war? The same the north, people. It was the north side, right? The north side of Armenia in the northern? South. South side on the border, and there was land that was lost. People lost their homes. There was land that was lost, and the thing it, that was so painful, it was the same. The same enemy. Same enemy doing the same thing and, and, and denying that they actually did it in So much deception, so, much, so many lies today and from and in the past as well do you genuinely do you have any turk you have any any friends that are are the enemy nation do you you have any i have many okay i I lived there for 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 years right and so and so that's 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 awesome now do those friends do they acknowledge the genocide many do okay many but but i'm saying that they didn't always yeah now here's the thing dennis yeah it took the gospel it took the gospel it took i took a witness right Mm -hmm. so that's why i say like it's upside down, but it's kingdom to to forgive mm-hmm. first. Okay, he loved us first. Right, that's the gospel, and I think that in forgiveness, there's a certain witness that has where they see the glory of God and the mercy of God in that forgiveness. Because, like I said, it's a witness. It's an extension of the atonement that Christ did on the cross. It's it's an extension of the gospel. It's it is demonstrating the gospel. the gospel. It's actually the gospel. Demonstrating it is it's actually the gospel. The go- it's demonstrating the gospel Tangibly. in front of them. Tangibly. Okay. How many of us today, we can stand at the foot of cross and literally see the blood well, that's falling the thing. from it, It's the gospel wounds. of the kingdom. It's the gospel of the kingdom of God because he's reconciling you know, Jew and Gentile, you know, re- uh, slave and free, man and woman, uh, enemy nations, okay, black and white, brown and, and yellow. We, we, we are all reconciled together okay, in Christ uh, as one new man, one new race it's a mm. human race but it's one race one new man one creation in christ and that's that is the gospel of the kingdom of god and let me just say dennis you can preach the gospel to your to to our enemy nation mm-hmm. 
But an Armenian has a unique opportunity to not just preach the gospel, but demonstrate the gospel to that enemy nation. Something that you can't do in the same way. Right. But that Armenian can do that if they're willing. And 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 and, and I I like to say that Jesus is in the business of bringing beauty Come out on. of ashes. So where there's more ashes, there's more opportunity for beauty. There you so go. the places in the earth where there are the most ashes yep. are the places where we have the potential to see the most beauty. Well, where sin abounds, again, grace does much more abound. And that's the gospel of the kingdom. And you know, uh, brothers and sisters listening in, we all have opportunities to demonstrate the gospel when we love our enemies. I mean, just... just uh, here over here at the Tower Theater, when you've got Antifa and people violently cursing children going into the church and screaming at you, to be able to go over and and connect with people and love them and tell them that you love them and that Jesus loves them and it's not too late to find a way out. He loves you. He died for you. So we have we all have these opportunities to demonstrate the gospel in the context of our daily lives, whether it's a family member that's not loving or whether it's a neighbor or whether it's somebody at work on the job that is hateful. And, uh, you know, we all have enemies to some degree, and we can really live that out uh, in our daily lives here in Central California and beyond. But there's definitely a unique opportunity that you have there uh, in in uh, the surrounding nations of Armenia because of the history there. And so then before we uh, forget, I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to connect with you and, and pray for you and support you. What's the best way to to do that, Peter? Best way to connect to support you, yeah. Um, I don't know. We can put a link on the okay on the page. All right. Um. So so, but the thing is, let's let's be uh you know praying for Peter and the work that's going on there. Now, one of the ministries that you have established over there is is called the Altar, and it's a coffee shop. Is that correct? It's not just a coffee shop. It's a prayer. It's a ministry. Yeah. That's a prayer room, but it's a coffee shop and a prayer room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us a, just a little bit about that. Altar. Altar is yeah, kind of a multifaceted place in the capital city in Armenia, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just been a, a, a less than a year that it's been operating. Okay, the new thing. It's also a Christian books bookstore, the only in in Armenia wow. Christian bookstore. Really? Yeah, which is puzzling as a Christian. So I saw one in Turkey when we were together. Yeah, there's Tur- one. Remember there's, that one we saw right there? Yeah, there's one in Turkey. Uh, we yeah. have Muslim nations that have Christian books. <laughs> uh, it was a little late in coming, um, and so. Uh, we 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 kind of put all the titles in, uh, you know in there and and uh, we we have kind of American influence coffee shop. There you go. If you're in Fresno and you're familiar with the Cup of Joy Coffee House, there you go. We serve literally we serve Cup of Joy coffee. Well, that's Clovis. In our coffee it's shop in Clovis. Our, there's a three four locations. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And it's people love it because it's coming from Fresno. They feel that connection with their di- diaspora, and so we serve the Cup of Joy. That's one. Shout out to Cup of Joy. There you Listen, go. Yeah, well, <laughs> love Cup of Joy. But um, we have uh, we have also a prayer room now. That's the altar part, right? Altar. What is it? What does it represent? Mm-hmm. What does an altar prayer. represent? Prayer and sacrifice and drawing near to God. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's a place where you draw near to God. And and uh, the cool thing is, where was the first altar recorded in Scripture? Genesis. Genesis eight. Verse 20 says, Noah built an altar to the Lord. This was right after he came off the ark. The first thing he did was he built an altar. That was in the land of Armenia. 
So the first altar recorded in scripture wow. is in Armenia, the land of Ararat. Yeah. Ararat has always been, throughout the centuries, the center point of the, the uh, nation of Armenia. That's beautiful. And so I think, you know, an altar, okay, sacrifice, that pleasing smelling aroma arising, that's worship and intercession. To today, I believe that the people of Armenia, we're talking about redemptive gifts on callings on nations. Mm-hmm. The people of Armenia, redemptive calling is prayer and intercession to today. Whoever's living in that land, that place is the first altar, the first covenant that God made with man mm-hmm. there on the slopes of Ararat, that he would bestow mercy, uh, that Armenia can continue to be that conduit of mercy to the whole earth. There's the redemptive purpose. So you... That's that aroma of, of, of worship there at the altar, and that mixed in that aroma is a little bit of some espresso aroma too. Is that correct? Yeah, sometimes they get confusing, you know, <laughs> which is the pleasing-smelling aroma, you know, but uh, yeah. No, that's awesome, Peter. And then so now is the prayer room like upstairs and to the side, or how, how's that work? It's right in the back. Okay. So you can you can go through one door from the coffee shop and the bookstore right into the prayer room, and, and it's open. As, as many hours that the coffee shop is open, is open, and people can go in there, and they can spend time with God, and they can study the Scripture, and they can make their lives a living sacrifice, and they can sit at Jesus' feet. They can find that secret place where mm-hmm. they can uh, offer Wonderful. God that pleasing, smelling aroma of their devotion. I can't wait to go and to enjoy and participate and offer up that praise there in Armenia. What an exciting opportunity to intercede and to participate in God's redemptive plan for the nations, and specifically for Armenia and the surrounding nations there, Peter. what Before we wrap up, what what is it you need to share that we haven't talked about yet? Just on that is is you don't have to be in the altar prayer room to intercede and to pray, right? There you go. And and, and to to to, to and, and I would just say that to the whole Armenian diaspora. You know, it's, it's, you know, we need to see altars wherever we are. And I don't mean a coffee shop and a physical prayer room, brick and mortar. I mean the altar of our uh, hearts that we would be drawing near and that we would be walking in our redemptive calling. We realize what that is and, and not be, uh, that that wouldn't remain and be foreign to us. Yeah. But uh, wherever we are, whether we're on the slopes of Ararat or we're not, that we are invited into that and to to walk in that wherever we are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And to be those citizens of the kingdom that are living out the gospel of the kingdom. Yeah. And 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 it's like you said, it's a unique opportunity that the believer has to to demonstrate the gospel. And uh, it's it's actually the others don't have the same opportunity. Right. So yeah. we we have this opportunity, and it's uh, it's there for the taking. Well, let's make the most of every opportunity, brothers and sisters. Let's continue to move forward as citizens of the kingdom of God and bring the good news and expand the kingdom through living out the gospel by loving our enemies, by forgiving them, and showing that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the whole world and that we are truly that reconciled people of God. Peter Tellian, it's been such a blessing having you on. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your journeys, your ministry and all that you're doing there. We'll look forward to uh, hopefully having you on again, but uh, join us every Saturday at noon here on uh, 1550 KXEX Kingdom Talk every Saturday at noon. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you next week. Go in Jesus. Jesus.